Well, today we continue this uh, series of messages that we've entitled Questions God Asks Us. Uh, Key questions, it seems like, that God asks us to get to the core of what life is all about. Today, um, some very pertinent questions, I think, from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. So let me, this morning I'm going to read actually from two versions, the NIV and then also from the message. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. God, we are a weary people. Um, So much is going on that that burdens us in life, and we pray that today you would speak to us on how we can find life in the midst of uh, even very difficult circumstances. So may our hearts be open, may our minds be open to the truth that you have for us today, and we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. So very pertinent questions, very relevant, I think, for our lives today. Are you tired? Jesus says. Are you weary? Are you burned out on religion? Are you carrying heavy burdens? Very, uh, very relevant for us today. The words that Jesus uses for weary and burdened here give us a little insight in, uh, when we look at it in the Greek. The weary is a participle, and it means the one's who are fainting from weariness, suggests active toil, someone who is working so hard that their body is fatigued, burdened, those who are heavily burdened. It's the idea of something being placed from outside of ourselves onto us, something from an outside source. Jesus says, are you burdened? Are you weary? And then he gives us a great invitation. He says, come to me. Come to me and learn how to live life freely and lightly. A life life that is not weighed down and frantic and wearisome. He wants us to have life. Life abundant. Life that is deep and joy, joyful, meaningful, and I think productive. Interesting that the rest that Jesus talks about here is not really a cessation from work or activity or an absence of toil. He is talking about rejuvenation and refreshment, the the absence of stress and uneasiness. Jesus asks us some very important questions. Are you tired? Are you carrying burdens, feeling worn out? Then let me help you. 
he invites us to a new life. Now, what does this life look like? Well, first of all, it's a life with him. Jesus says, come to me, all you who, are late, who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me. The I in this sentence is interesting. It's in the emphatic position in the Greek. Jesus is saying, I will give you rest. It comes from me, as opposed from other things that people can look to for rest. We can look for many things. I mean, we are told all the time where we can find rest. Just watch a Corona commercial. (laughs) Vacations, time away, going to sandals, whatever it may be. This is what we're told will give us real rest. And yet we know we can come back from a week at an all-inclusive resort and still need rest. Jesus says something totally different. He says, come to me. And what he's doing there is he's giving us a very personal invitation. It's an invitation to be in relationship with him. You know, Christianity is really about a relationship with a person. And that's oftentimes surprising to people. They think it's about religion, about about rules and keeping certain commands But really, in its heart, at its heart, it's a relationship with a person. Jesus is inviting us to share life with him. It's an invitation, really, to the spiritual life. This is the life that we were created to live. And if we don't live life how we have been created, there's going to be a restlessness. I'm sure you've probably heard the quote from Augustine that said, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless. There's a restlessness inside of us until they find their rest in you. Christianity says this is the purpose of life, to enjoy a relationship with God, to be in partnership with God, to share life with God. And if we try to live separate from that, life is going to be stressful in a couple of ways. I think once, one thing is we have to figure life out all by ourselves. What is life about? What is of great value? How do we make decisions? You know, I think part of the stress of modern life, especially for, for kids and adolescents today, is there are so many options, so many different ways to live life, and yet there are no definitive truths. Everything is kind of gray. Everything is subjective. And so much information is coming to us every day. You know, I, I read once that there is more information in one weekend edition of the New York Times then the whole body of information that a person would live or would learn their entire lives during the Middle Ages. Isn't that amazing? The amount of information that we have to process, the decisions that we have to make about where life is found, moral decisions, it's a lot of stress. 
There's also the stress about feeling guilty about mistakes we have made or, or failures that we've had in life, disappointments. All these things cause stress. And Jesus wants to give, give us forgiveness, and give us new life, living grace. I can't tell you how many times I've met in my study with people over the years who have unloaded some secret or some sin that maybe even happened years and years and years ago that they've never talked to anybody about. And they've told me about it, and afterwards, after we've prayed and I've listened and we've talked and I've given them some reflection, so often, oh, I feel so much lighter. <laughs> like a burden has been lifted. I think there is the stress from just trying to live life all by yourself. Everything is up to you. You're living life according to your own power. Whereas what Jesus is talking about here is a life where you are empowered by something bigger than you. Something outside yourself. I remember talking to one person, who, who, a woman who came to Christ later in life after searching for so many ways to live life. I remember her telling me, and I may have said this before, I just love it. She goes, I could not try one more yoga pose. I great way of saying, oh, I've looked everywhere to find rest, to find peace. I couldn't do one more yoga pose. I was at the end. She said this, you know, I realize I'm not alone. It's not just up to me. It's just not me trying to find my way through the universe. I find great comfort in that. Jesus says, you don't have to do it all alone. Walk side by side with me. I will give you power to live the life I have called you to live. And see, this is the image of the yoke. I mean, sometimes we hear Jesus says, are you tired? Are you weary? Are you burdened? Here, take this really heavy thing and put it on your shoulders. You know, if you've ever watched an animal working with a yoke, those are, it's a lot of work, a lot of toil. It doesn't make sense. So what is Jesus saying? Well, here's what he's saying. At that time in Christ's day, a yoke, the yoke, was sometimes uh, a reference or to a rabbinical expression of describing someone who has become a follower or maybe a disciple of a certain rabbi. When you took the yoke of a rabbi, you became his disciple or his student, and you came under his leadership. This is what Jesus is talking about here, and there is some controversy. Is this a one animal yoke or two animal yoke? Is Jesus saying, take one yoke upon you, or my yoke and put it on your shoulders, or two animal, are we sharing life together? I think either way, message is the same. The message is come and learn how to live life with me. Learn from me. Learn how to live life, the life that you are intended to live from the beginning. Become my student, my learner. I will walk with you through life and show you how to live life in the best way possible. 
This is really interesting because it's a focused life, a life of priorities, I think, is what Jesus is talking about. He's not saying don't live productive lives or don't work hard. You know, if you think about Christ and all that he did in three years, amazing. He was very productive, working really hard. And yet, as you read through the Gospels, you never sense that Jesus was frantic or that he was stressed. He had peace. It's because he's living life according to priorities. He was very clear about what he was doing. You know, Jesus, when when he was asked often, what is life all about? Very clear. Very simple. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and love your neighbor as yourself. This, Jesus says, is where you'll find life. This is what life is all about. Keep your eyes focused on these two priorities and you'll find rest for your souls. I think the third thing that Jesus is talking about here is he's inviting us to a life of grace. Interesting, many times we don't know this, but Jesus was directing these words of finding rest to the religious people of the day. And that's why in uh, Eugene Peterson's translation, he asked the question, are you burned out on religion? You see, the people of the day, the religious people, they were working hard to justify themselves. And the way they justified themselves before God, the way they made themselves acceptable to God, to earn God's love, was by keeping the law, the religious law, to perfection. And what the religious leaders of the day, they they kept adding laws, hundreds of laws that you were to keep. Can you imagine? I'd be worn out. If you've ever tried to live life earning God's love through good works and through keeping rules, you'll know it's exhausting. And the reason it's exhausting is you can't do it. I read a great definition of burnout one time. It said this, burnout is fatigued and frustrated, uh, is Fatigue is, or burnout is fatigue and frustrated uh, about, okay, what is it? (laughs) Fatigue is really tiring. (laughs) It's fatigue and frustration because a person is devoted to a cause, life, or relationship that fails to produce the expected or longed-for results. I love that definition of burnout. And see, this is what's happening to these people in religion. They can't can't earn it. They can't do it. They can't keep the law to perfection, and so they're burned out. That's why Jesus says, oh, come to me and get away with me, and I'll show you how to take a real, real rest. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, as we look at people in our day, We don't find many people burned out, although there are some, by trying to keep God's law. That's not our problem. 
for not justifying themselves through that. But people are justifying themselves all the time, right? Earning value, earning love through busyness, success in careers, uh, material possessions, what we accomplish, what kind of house we live in. Wow, this can burn us out. It's trying to do something that you can never reach. You can't find rest through material possessions. It's not going to happen. There's always someone with a bigger office. And so you get on this treadmill that wears you out. I have a friend who actually had an article in the New York Times this last week, an op-ed piece. And she's written a book. She's a professor at UC Berkeley. She's written a book called Work, Pray, and Code. And the article was, when life, when work replaces religion, it's not a good thing, is basically what she said. And she's been studying Silicon Valley and how many corporations are trying to replace religion and faith with work to get their people totally committed to work. They even have hired chaplains. Did you know this? Who are really uh, life coaches, counselors, to help them with some kind of spirituality at work. And she's saying, you know, this is not good for us because work cannot give us the rest that we deserve or that we're looking for. It can't be. It's a problem. We need a life of grace. And this is what Jesus invites us to. A life of grace is a life where we know we are loved just for who we are. That we don't have to earn anything. We don't have to work hard for it. We accept it as a gift. And we're forgiven. It's a deep rest. Do you yearn for rest in your soul? Jesus is talking about a deep rest here. The Greek word is psyche. It touches all of who we are. Not just temporary. It's a whole new way of living life. Internal rest in a crazy world. You know, Jesus is not promising us that he will transform our situation. There still be crazy things going on in the world. There still be burdens that we carry of pain for others, of hurt, of questioning. We'll still have maybe two kids in diapers and working full time. But Jesus is saying, let's exchange yokes. And when we do that, we can have rest in the midst. Jesus invites us to come to him, to share life with him, and rest in his grace and his love. Amen. God, we pray that, well, we thank you, first of all, that we can find rest for our souls, that this restlessness we often experience in life is you telling us that we're looking for rest in the wrong place. Lord, may we find rest in you and in the shared life that you offer to us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.